So at some point as an entrepreneur, you have to have confidence. You just really have to believe in your team and it comes down to execution. Could what we're doing be replicated? Yeah. I mean, I, it would take people a while to figure it out. I mean, it's very proprietary what we're doing, but I don't live in that world of fear. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Jen Zezit, who is the CEO and co-founder of Goodles. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dave. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, for sure. And love it. I just had a chance to see the amazing office that you guys have there in Santa Cruz. So looking forward to the conversation. Cool. Let's do it. Awesome. So I want to start with the entrepreneurial journey that you've had, because this is not your first time jumping in and leading a brand and starting something. So what led you to Goodles? Wow. Um, Short version is I clearly have been a a kind of entrepreneur at heart from the very beginning. This is, turns out this is my fourth time as a CEO. Um, Always, I've been leading very mission-driven teams um, to do really big things. Uh, I've been in the CPG space my whole entire career. I did a food CPG company right before this. Um, So I don't know. It's, I, I, usually I would say that my career is I just kind of do the next thing that sounds fun and the next thing that sounds fun and the next thing that sounds fun at the time it felt, um, just kind of doing things that felt right. But for the first time in my life here at Godel's, I look back on my entire career and I feel like all roads led me here. Like I had to do all of those things in order to pull this off. So it's a really, really good feeling to be here leading this company. So let's talk about the company. Uh, you know, what is the founding story of Goodles? Yeah, well, uh, you may have noticed we have quite an extraordinary founding team. Um, Paul Earl and I connected and incorporated um, really not that long ago. I think we just had our two-year anniversary of of, of incorporating the company, which is incredible. Um, and we launched 365 days later. Um, but Paul is a wonderful partner. He and I are so complimentary. Um, he actually used to, to work at Kraft as a very junior assistant brand manager. Um, so kind of mac and cheese from the very beginning of his career. But he's been an entrepreneur and also a professor of branding. Um, and he also loves tinkering with and playing with names. So he had this word, this word goodles. And he's like, something, well, there's something there. So uh, Paul and I started this journey as soon as we decided to go uh, make gooder mac and cheese, um, which for us means both tasty, tastes delicious. You cannot tell it's healthy or nutritious, but happens to be packed with incredible nutrition. Um, for us, when we set out to do that, we first called Deb. Um, Deb Luster is the original president of Annie's and, uh, she is clearly the queen of mac and cheese and we gave her a ring and for her, it was just so exciting to help and be part of this. Molly Mache, who has worked with me and has been on my team. She's an incredible food scientist who actually knows how to do this stuff. I can think of how to make something taste nutritious or taste delicious and filled with nutrition. Um, but Molly knows how to actually do it. So Molly was a critical part of this team. And then Gal Gadot, um, she plays Wonder Woman and, and many other things coming out shortly. Um, she and I met maybe four years ago or so. And I knew that she had been kind of thinking about 
doing a little something. I don't think she had been ever thought of mac and cheese, but when I reached out to her, turns out it's a lifetime passion and love that she's had of mac and cheese. And she was pretty instantly like, oh, I'm in. So this crazy, wonderful founding team came together with a really clear mission to make the and do gooder and making noodles gooder is one big part of that. And the, 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 the rest, I hope, is history. Related to that, you know, you've, you've said the name is Goodles a few different times. And there's been a lot of debate of how do you say it? Why do you say it? What for you is that really emphasis of the brand and the naming? Well, we do. And Goodles is perfectly acceptable. If that puts a smile on your face and brings you joy, that is a-okay with us too. We do say Goodles because our mission, and I would say that we probably started first and foremost with this mission, and it is to make, be, and do gooder. So noodles gooder is, is for us that great nutrition and really great, great taste all in one. But it's also rethinking and making packaging gooder. It's also doing something on the branding side that is totally different and impactful in the space. And lastly, it is absolutely to give back to our community and to make a really big impact in the world. So Noodles Gooder is just one manifestation of our vision and our mission, but it was really important to us that we had that Gooder in and Goodles in the name. As a matter of fact, our community, all the people who support us and who have been taste testing noodles even before we launched, they're all called our do-gooders. So good is kind of at the core of all that we're doing here. You You mentioned that you started about two years ago. The brand launched just around a year ago. That was all during the middle of the pandemic and the lockdown. And how did that just impact you know, bringing the team together, all that initial work? And then how did it impact what you did from a launch standpoint? Oh, you know, it's, you, it cannot be underestimated from the time when we started doing this. It was a, it was a pretty dark time. I mean, this was, you know... Rumor has it there's a Costco truck on the way and it might have toilet paper, like texting friends and things like that and washing down all my, you know, milk jugs at home. So it was it was pretty much in the darkest parts of 2020 when when this started. And I think everyone on this team just really said, you know what, life is short. We need to just work with people that bring us joy. We need to put joy out into the world. We need to just do unexpected, delightful and surprising things that really makes an impact. And so it, you know, our values certainly came out of that. And I think, you know, even to this day, I mean, come on, there's so many bad and hard things going on. I think people really love the joy that our branding represents. I've, we've heard it even in people who taste the food. They say it tastes like you guys are having a really good time, which is the biggest compliment because this is a this feels so good to do every day. And you know, mac and cheese just brings joy. It's an amazing category. And to be able to make it so delicious and bring people so much joy without any of the guilt because of the great nutrition that we put into it is just a really joyful and important work that I feel like we're doing. So all of that contributes. Those are the positive parts. The hard parts were <laughs> we couldn't actually work together. So, so much FedExing of little tiny noodle bags, like all over the country to our, you know, thousands of do-gooders who are our initial taste testers. So a lot of logistical complexity, but I'm really, really grateful for what the outcome was from that time. You, you mentioned a little bit there about you know, mac and cheese. It's such a fun category of what it means. But why was that the one that you guys really sparked to? Of all the choices that you could make to you know, 
make this a better and more nutritious? Why was it mac and cheese that you went after? Yeah, gosh, such a good question. I mean, there's so many great categories that to, that need to be reinvented. Some are being reinvented, but many are not. So, hey, all of you entrepreneurs, take a look out there. Wow, it's unbelievable how sleepy a lot of these categories are. This one just checks a lot of boxes. It checks the box of a giant, giant category. So multi-billion dollar category. The, the leader in this space is selling like a million boxes a day. And uh, even the second in the space is doing so much business. Nutrition has never been front and center for these brands. I think that the ability to truly differentiate with a better product is something that we were looking for. And it's just, wow, it's it's, it's an easy one to disrupt on the nutrition side. The other thing about it is we always... I'm, I'm always looking for... A pl- an open space, a white space. I think when you're a little company, uh, you can't go head to head with your big incumbents. And everyone in this space is really targeting just kids as eaters and moms as buyers for their little kids. We just knew instinctively that was a huge opportunity to kind of skate to an open white space because I don't know about you, but mac and cheese is not just for kids. And to be able to move into that positioning, have a really unique positioning in the market, which comes through in our branding, comes through in our flavors, it comes through in lots of different things. Hopefully you notice that. That's a huge opportunity of why we, where we went for this. And then, of course, there's the ability to differentiate on shelf. It's a really kind of old, sleepy, you know, branding that's out there in this category and space. And it was just screaming out for something really different and unique to um, to bust onto the scene. So for all those reasons, and then it's it's mac and cheese. So you know, from an earned media perspective. There's no no one, no celebrity who does is not going to open that box and give it a try. There's no PR person who's going to not just at least give it a try. And so it's turned out that mac and cheese, I don't think we knew this going in, but I don't care whether you're rich or you're poor, or you come from a big city or rural, or you vote political left or political right. Everybody loves mac and cheese. So it is just, uh, it's a, it's a great category. And we're just so glad that we're here totally disrupting this category and not only stealing share, um, but absolutely net new growing the category, which has not been done before and, uh, kind of ever in this space. So it's pretty fun. So you mentioned that white space of getting adults involved and getting them try all this, this great product. Yep. How did you get them to draw that and think about that? Was it with just the flavors or was there any other approach that got that trial barrier kind of overcome, if you will? Yeah, you know, it was something where, you know, initially we knew we were going to go up against the kind of incumbents in the space and we knew we had to check the boxes that little kids would like. But we also, in talking to any, as soon as we would give this, I tell this idea to anybody, we'd hear adults say, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're reinventing it. My boyfriend and I had it last night for dinner, but I never tell anybody, don't tell anyone. And it was this like really shameful admitting that they still eat mac and cheese or we'd hear, Oh gosh, I eat it, but I shouldn't be. It's like a phase that I should be out of, but I just told you. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of guilt around this. And so we actually did a survey and a study to just validate because it felt like a really important hunch that mac and cheese is not just for kids anymore, but we ran a survey national, not just of our community, but you know, random survey out across the, the internet. And we said, Hey adults, 
Um, we did young adults age 24, so post-college to 36. What percentage of you are actually eating mac and cheese, box mac and cheese, and not just you know while you're serving it to your kid or something, but you're sitting down and you're actually eating it? I don't know. Do you have a guess? I would guess 40%. 85. Love it. Love it too. So we were like, okay, we got something here. And so when we launched, we launched with, you know, a couple of the ones you would expect, but you know, twist my parm is a very sophisticated flavor. And then cacio e pepe are mover and shaker, you know, the little kids, well, actually some little foodie kids love that one. It's their favorite, but lots of them are like, Oh, there's black things in it, which is pepper. But that one was really important signal that some very sophisticated things, flavors are coming um, as a matter of fact, if we had talked yesterday, I wouldn't be able to reveal this. But today is um, our new new baby has been hatched. It is a spicy one. So it's called Down the Hatch. And it just launched this morning for sale for the very first time. And it is inspired by a jalapeno popper. But instead, it's a hatch chili popper. So it's cream cheese and smoky and heat and... Clearly, mac and cheese is not just for kids anymore. And you're going to see us continue to kind of push the category and nudge the category. And so, yeah, for all of those reasons. And now, of course, we've got... We've launched. That was kind of the inspiration going into launching. Now, here we are. And uh, we have a majority of our customers, plenty of families, lots of families. I mean, it's very, very close. But it's probably 50-50 parents that have kids and both parents and kids are eating it. And then another half, which is young adults that don't have kids at all. And they are coming and buying mac and cheese for the first time and feeling good about it in the first time for the first time in a really long time. So it's working. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world, helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates partner with Hunt Club. You know, when you look at your packaging, you guys spend a ton of time on, you know, bringing the brand to life, the bright colors, the creative naming. And, you know, when you look at a lot of new brands, they don't think about that first moment of truth in retail, but you clearly have. So how do you think about that? And what led into that strategy day one of really investing in the packaging the way that you have? Yeah. I mean, philosophically, for for me, the way that I think about it is if you earn your right to be on a retail shelf, that's a billboard. It is a billboard for, you know, people are, it's like Times Square. You got Target shoppers walking by constantly. And we wanted to just totally shine on shelf. And that means everything from these amazing colors <laughs> with really bright colors. It is the spot gloss that we invest in, which you just, you know, it basically looks like our target buyer may have said that it looks like like a disco party in the aisle because it's just blingy and shiny. And then there's our logo, which is just so juicy and modern and retro. And, you know, it's all of those things. And, um, you know, those fork shots that you see 
oh my gosh, it's so much money. I can't even believe we're investing that much money in these, these fork shots. And it's like 10 people standing around a fork and all of this kind of stuff, getting these amazing shots of our, of our product, but it's totally worth it. And I think one of the philosophical things that I'm really glad that we did is, you know, less is more. We, you know, it's not, you know, power packed and little violators. And like, it's not junky. We removed almost everything, but what's on there is yum. So that's the most important thing. Like, yep. It's got a lot of nutrition, but it's mostly yum. So when you look at that pack, you think yum. And only when you, you know, you will see that it has call outs on the front for protein and nutrition. The fact that we have high fiber, all of things, which are differentiators for us and clean label. We're the first ever to be clean label certified. Um, and to win the purity award in the boxed mac and cheese category, all that is front of pack, but you know, there's no, and yes, on the nutrition side, there's nutrients from broccoli and kale and chlorella, which is a freshwater algae, but you don't see that on front of pack. There's no pictures of broccoli doing push-ups and all the kind of usual healthy tropes. We didn't go there at all. We figure the health nuts, We'll flip it over. They'll rig it on the side. They'll be like, oh my gosh, there's chlorella in it. And they'll get all excited. They'll find it. We designed this brand to be mass and to have mass appeal. And so many, the philosophy for so many brands is to say, well, it's healthy and like really to make the packaging green or brown or supernatural or any of that kind of stuff. We're just going mass and we're just leading with the yum and the bling. And the nutrition is there as a supporting point for how good this makes you feel in your body. So yeah, it's a different, different philosophy. Thank you for noticing. And yeah, our funny names, people love it. They love it. And even, you know, our buyers were, they love how irreverent and cheeky and silly and fun they are. And why not? So when you think about that flavor innovation, how do you approach that and thinking about the flavors you want to come up with, the fun, creative names that you come up along with them? What's the process like there? Oh, goodness. Well, as far as the creative name or the, the actual flavors themselves, we certainly pull our community and we ask for suggestions and ideas. I think we got 300 ideas from, from lots and lots of people, but just what we're working our next one, um, what we're working on next, I guarantee no one actually two that are launching next year, no one would guess. So we kind of are following some trends to see what is, you know, it's high in demand and, you know, something with a little spice and a little bit of heat was important, but we're going to do it our way, but we're also going to be doing things that is kind of going to blow people's minds. So one of our guiding branding philosophies is we need to make decisions that make people say, Oh no, you didn't. And we do, we want, we want, Oh no, you didn't in our marketing. We want, Oh no, you didn't reactions to our branding, to our colors, to our names, um, and even to our flavors. So some will be expected. Like we got to have one, which is a direct competitor with craft. And we got to have one that takes on Shella, both of which are better than their competitors, but then we're going to do stuff that no one could ever imagine that surveys <laughs> just defy because it's just, it's just fun. And then as far as the naming goes, Oh my gosh, we have such a creative team in here. I mean, it's just hysterical. The, the million names for this hatch that just launched, um, which is, we, we ended up with down the hatch, but there are probably 
probably 200 names that we considered and we just do it. We totally outsource it to everyone. We're like, give us your best shot. It doesn't matter where it's going to come from. The funniest name wins. And of course we have to do, you know, copyright checks and all of those sorts of things before we pick, but it's so much fun to, to name these things. So you mentioned, you know, this is your fourth time kind of doing the entrepreneurial journey is you talk to other entrepreneurs and folks that are starting this journey, trying, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur and change categories. What's the best advice that you give to them? You know, I, th- I, I think for, for me, the one piece of best advice is, is that idea that we just, we talked about early on around skating to where the white space is. If you're going up against big competitors, you can't play their game and you're going to lose. So, you know, they're going to outspend you on marketing. They're going to out slotting fee you at every single store. They're going to, you know, all of the usual things. You don't want to play that game. You got to create and play a new, a net new game. And ideally it's a game where they can't follow. So by being a premium brand that stands for nutrition, that stands for joy, authenticity and weird, by the way, like, you know, our big incumbent competitors in the space have one have spent 83 years building a brand that is the opposite of all those things. And another one, you know, that in this space that Deb may know really, really well, they haven't evolved nutritionally in, in 30 plus years. So when you, when you kind of think about your bowling pin, pick a bowling pin, which is one that the others are not going to go after you can out. The only way to win is to kind of out weird them or be more authentic or out joy them. And then that becomes a place that they can't really follow. So you got to change the rules of the game, not follow them. So as you uh, look at continuing to change the rules of the game for your business, where do you go next? Well, today we're celebrating our hatch launch. So this is a, this is really, really fun. And it's just an LTO. So we'll see how fast we sell out. So this one is going to be uh, incredible. Super excited about that. But you will see us... Um, we really think about this as... Uh, you know, We're a very omni-channel brand. We are in... Target and Whole Foods and many other retailers. And we're also online and on Amazon at goodles.com. So for us, you're going to see us launching both kind of everyday new flavors. We recently launched our Vegan is Believe in, um, which is a delicious vegan skew, which quickly catapulted way up in the rankings to one of our top flavors. So you're going to see us launch kind of regular things, but you're also in kind of the spirit of a more of a lifestyle brand or a fashion brand. We're going to be doing these LTO drops as well, where we get kind of crazy and we do some fun things that sell out really quickly. So we're going to be mixing it up with uh, some flavors that you would expect and some other flavors that you, no one could guess. (laughs) So that part is part of the fun part. And then, you know, vegan, we launched, we're going to continue. It was such a popular flavor for us. And it's just doing so well again to create something in that space. Poor vegans. Oh my gosh. They miss cheese more than anything in the whole world. And everything out there in this category has just been so not yummy. So to launch something yummy, we'll continue to do that. And I think it's been pretty clear. We've, we've, we've publicized it. Uh, gluten-free is launching next year as well. And that is going to be a major, big, big market for us also. So, um, you know, our tagline is noodles, gooder. So in addition to mac and cheese, there's probably other things that we could do and many things, but we're very happy 
happy with the category that we've chosen. It's just such a beloved category and we're bringing so much joy to so many people by making sure that they don't have to choose. You don't have to choose yum or healthy for you. You get both. So why not? And that's why we actually have a little unicorn on the side of all of our boxes. Um, and uni is our mascot because it's kind of unbelievable. One of our one of our influencers was like, I want a congressional investigation. Is this actually happening? And we love that kind of reaction where you can't actually believe that it's this good. So I think we're onto something, something fun. At least we're having a really good time doing it. That's for sure. Oh, perfect. Well, that is a great place to end on. So Jen, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and the journey that you've been and can't wait to see where you go next. Thank you so much, Dave. Appreciate you having, having me. It was so good to talk with you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.